0: Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we shine a light on that city on a hill not too far from where we are here in Cambridge. We look at Boston for this episode, its state of schooling recent history of ed reform, and we're fortunate to hear it from the man himself who has helped shepherd education policy and growth in the city over the past two decades, Boston's longest serving mayor, Thomas Menino, sits down with HGSC faculty member Rick Weisbord for a frank reflection on education in this city of Boston.
1: Thank you, Matt. Uh, it's a pleasure, Mayor Menino, to have, to have you here today. I've been really looking forward to this conversation, and I just wanted to start by asking you, you know, when you, when you think back, when you review the last 20 years in office, 21 years in office, and you think about education, what do you think about as your real successes? Where did you not make as much progress as you would like? What are the challenges?
0: Oh, Matt, uh, Mary, thank you for having me first. Um, our successes are people in the city of Boston look at schools much differently than when I took over. When I became mayor, nobody wanted to send the kids to the Boston public schools they had no confidence in the schools. And I think over the last 20 years, we've built up confidence in the schools and some of our schools are over-enrolled. You know, before we were under-enrolled. Before we couldn't get teachers to come, now we have teachers. That's a good part. But still, there's a missing link there. There's a link to, the, to, to people having real confidence in schools because you know the media keeps on saying bad public schools, schools are bad, schools are bad. Well, i tell you something, they're good schools they should get more credit than they do. But things we could do differently is we need the teachers' union to work with us. We need the longer school days. I'm not gonna bash the teachers' union. We need longer school days. We need support systems for these kids. That's some of the things we gotta do. We haven't done. We have all these programs out there. But how do they really affect kids' lives?
1: Yeah, great. So when you just just to stop on the teachers' union for a minute, um, I just would be interested in your, th- your your work with the teachers' union, where you feel like you made progress, where you, where you feel like you could have done well, things Well,
0: uh, when I first became mayor in 1994, 95, I think it was, and we got pilot schools out of the teachers' union. That was a breakthrough. Uh, Dougherty was the president then. He was a little progressive, and he worked with us on it. Um, that was the uh, last real progressive piece we got dealing with the unions. Any other reforms we got, we had to go to the legislature and get the reforms flexibility in hiring teachers, flexibility in, in hours of school. We had to go, The teachers' union were not, was not flexible. You know, I want extra hours for uh, kids to go to school. Well, teacher teacher says you have to pay us X amount of dollars for th- three quarters of an hour. You know, right now we have the shortest school day in America, six and a half hours. Kids go to school in Boston. Other place eight hours. And, and the thing is, we, they have to be coming to the 21st century. They have to. But you look at, then we have the in-district in, in charters. which don't work by the union rules. Look how successful they are. Because they have no rules. They work, they have longer school days. And the teachers are so energetic in those schools. It's amazing. So, so th- this
1: is a good transition to another topic I wanted to, to raise with you, which is charter schools. Um, would you like to see more charters in Boston, more in-district charters, like pilot schools, more different types of schools? What's your thinking about this? Well,
0: my, my thoughts, are I'd like to see more in-district charter, for a simple reason. Charter schools, educate. I have a couple of grandkids in charter schools, they educate the kids, but they don't take every kid. They don't take special needs kids and those learners. Until charter schools take all those kids, I can't be a supporter of them. They discriminate against those kids. We take in every kid, and in, in district charters, we take every kid also. That's what I, we have to do. You can't you can't have the cream of the crop. You can't say in April, oh the kid, this student's failing, Johnny's failing. We'll send him back to the Boston public schools. That's the way it should work. They should be committed to that kid, and that's what they do. It's about numbers once again. It's not about the individual. It's about numbers, and that's so unfortunate. I I like to see more in district charter. You know, we have a couple in district charter right now that. Uh, the gavin so the up academy and El- orchard gardens and so we have some great in-district schools and district charters now working but the legislature has to give you on this you know wrangling around we've had a piece of legislation up there for a year it hasn't got done it won't get done oh because it they're afraid what are they afraid of it's about the future it's about our kids
1: so you think it's not fair to the kids in a sense it's not fair to the regular public schools either that they don't have to take all the full range of kids.
0: No, I, I, I think it's discriminatory. I really do. I think it's discriminatory against uh, the, the classes. And um, I can never understand why nobody, you know, all kinds of lawsuits out there. Why has never sued them for discriminating? Because they do, some, you know, they do some tricks with that. But they don't take all the kids, and that's my problem.
1: So when you think about the, you know, the different parts of, of education, when you think about preschool, elementary school, high school, community colleges. Are there areas where you feel like the city's really made a lot of progress, and other areas where you feel a lot of work, more
0: work needs to be done? Uh, more work has to be done. We've, uh, you know, we did an all-day kindergarten, which helped get kids ready to go to school. I mean, past We had a half-day kindergarten, that was all, and um, that didn't work, but the um, that worked out well, uh, to get kids ready for school. Can we do more? Yeah, we have, to, we have to set a better foundation for these kids when they go to school. You know, the first few years of their lives, what happens to them? You know, K to three, I think it is, K to five, that's the most important years. Big foundation of uh, vocabulary. And that that gets them to school, and they get off to a good start. But if a kid doesn't have a good vocabulary, and can't uh, read, he's not going anywhere. I just say that uh, it's difficult. The other thing is, in Boston alone, Look at the different languages that are spoken in our classrooms. That's a challenge also. How do we address that? We have a newcomer school in, uh, in Dorchester, I believe it is. that works with the kids coming from other countries. It works out well. But it's a complex issue. It isn't going to be solved overnight, but you've got to get serious about it. you got to be real serious, and you're willing to take a hit on it. You know, in education, I was willing to take all kinds of hits because of the future of our city.
1: So, I'm, I, I, I'm just interested now. In when you say you, you, took, you need to take some hits, what kind of, what kind of hits do you take about, about this one?
0: Well, the, just the hits from the unions. I mean, you know, um, I'm anti-union. I want my teachers to work uh, uh, 24 hours a day. And, um, you know, they accuse me of uh, not having, uh, they always come with the phony excuse of, you know, books in the classroom. Well, we get books in the classroom. But they always come with the idea they don't have them. They don't chalk for the chalkboard. I mean, just, you know, crazy things. I mean, stupidity. I mean, they don't talk about Johnny here, who might need some extra help, or Mary, who has some other issues. They never tell you that. They always tell me that they mean nothing yeah. books, uh, chalkboard, and stuff like that. You now, that's, that's what the union does. It's not so unfortunate.
1: So, you know, we, we have all these, the Boston Public Schools have all these different community partners. Of, of many kinds, so the universities are partners, sometimes they're corporate partners. I just wondered if you have if you have thoughts about how the universities, corporations, some of these outside partners, the role they're currently playing, how they might play a more effective role in education.
0: I've, I've, thought, I've done a lot of thoughts about uh, partnerships we have in the city, and I wonder how effective they are. Uh, everybody tells me every time I go to a the place, they give me a business card, I'm involved with your, your schools and this school, this school, and I say to myself, "Geez, well, all these people involved in the schools. Why don't we have every kid going to uh, college? Um, how is that money used? Who tracks it? What's the benchmarks?" That's the thing we have to. That's what I like to get involved in: tra- tracking that money that goes into our schools and how it helps kids get an education. I think sometimes money sent to a school goes to the administration, never gets down to the classroom. Never gets to uh, the learning tools we need for these kids. It stays upstairs. You know, and it's it's you know you hundreds of uh, businesses will give to Boston's public schools, hundreds. But you know why? If that's the money, you have 130 schools. So that's one nonprofit of school almost. You can do it. You just got to stay focused on it. So if if you were I want to
1: come come back to this question a little bit, but if you were going to to give advice to the next mayor, I'm sorry, the current mayor, about uh, what you what you would like to see happen in education over the next several years, and what what his priorities should be, what would they be? And if in, in particularly, you know, around this community partner issue, if there are things that you think he should do differently around community partners, well.
0: As we go forward in the schools, uh, Mayor Walsh has to look at the schools as a priority. He has to understand that's our future. Because they don't get a good education, they go to the other worlds, the public safety and other things. But how, what should we be doing? Like I've said, we gave them universal breakfast and lunch. That's a K-1 issue. But how do we give them more after school programming? I think our Boston Center for Youth and Families should be more tied into the schools. There should be a connection right there. That's a very important part of it to make sure kids get that um, uh, reinforcement what goes on in the classroom. I also have extends I'd like to send the school year. You know, they got 180 days. You had 180 days because we used to uh, do plowing for the farms. We never changed. Other states, do a um, only two weeks off in the summertime we have to start making education our top priority and we can't always say, you know, we're spending too much money on education. If you get results, you never spend too much money. We've gotta change it. And the colleges and universities, now, when I had a problem with kids going to college and weren't graduating, I got all the colleges together. Success Boston, it worked out real well. All the colleges came together and helped us with that to make sure to uh, tutor these kids as they graduated from high school in the summertime, so when they go to the first grade, they know what they're talking you know, how to handle it first year in the school. They're okay. I, you know, but the college, let me tell you, don't blame the college on this one. You can blame the college on a lot of other things, but not in on this one. The colleges are, are out there. Um, uh, Harvard's out there, BU, BC, they're all, they're all involved. Can they do more? I always can do more, yeah, no question about it. But, you know, more in what way? Not just a program, but how is it's going to be effective? program
1: let me just see if we can squeeze in one more one more question that the new mayor is going to have to pick a superintendent do you have any advice to him about the
0: kind of person that should be running the school system well I think first of all the new superintendent has to the um, mayor has to pick a good um, uh, search committee it can't be the same old, old as we a lot of young aggressive people, progressive people. You know, you have to have a mix young and the old. But you have to think about where you're going. What, you know, if I'm looking for a new superintendent, a person who can continue to move the city forward, the city's in one plateau, what's the next plateau it goes to? Do? And how do we get there? And how do we um, be able to withstand the pressures of the special interest groups who are always out there in schools? Mine's most important, mine's most important. How do you do that? The new superintendent's job is gonna be, um, I mean Carla Johnson set it up, now the new person will have to follow in her footsteps, and it's gonna be difficult, because um, uh, she went to every community meeting. The new superintendent, also, is gonna have uh, the new assignment plan to deal with. That's gonna be a major transition in the Boston Public Schools. We're gonna to have to walk to school. We ne- you know, we, since 72, 73, we had a bus which tore our city apart and now we're going to go walk to school? What a transition that's going to be for the uh, new superintendent. He's going to have to deal with that. He's going to have to be able to attract a good team around him, too. A team around him is very important. He has to have that ability to reach out and bring some people in from outside to help him run the system. Any final thoughts? No, just uh, to me, you know, for all my years as mayor, and city council, I always thought the most important thing I could do was help the education of my kids. Most important. I mean, everything else falls in line after that. that. you know, Education, education, education.
1: Well, the city of Boston has been tremendously lucky to have you as their mayor, and it's a pleasure and honor to talk to you. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Rick. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening.
1: The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.